Brave Podcast Network. Sick of being stuck and uninspired and living in fear? Yeah, me too. That's why I created the Get Your Brave On podcast, because I was looking for something that wasn't a push alert on my phone or a negative news story to start my day. Get Your Brave On is a podcast you can listen to while you're getting ready in the morning, brushing your teeth or putting your makeup on or getting your cardio in. Get exactly the motivation and inspiration you need to silence fear and do one brave thing a day. Make sure that you follow so you don't miss an episode. We start the week off with a topic, an inspiration. Then the next episode is a prayer about that. The third episode of the week, a faith-based meditation. The rest of the week includes stories from listeners just like you on how you're facing fear and getting your brave on. Share yours at 530-4-AMANDA. And I bring you experts to give you advice on how to silence fear when it comes to your faith, family, finances, fitness, and we even get to have some fun. Don't miss an episode. Sign up at getyourbraveon.info and I'll send you my free Brave Life Planner. Another thing you can start your day with instead of negative news. It is a specific plan to boot up your bravery and set your mind on the right things, the good things. And then a daily planner to help you choose one brave thing a day. If you use this every day for 30 days, that's 30 brave things things you've done in a month. Just think of how brave you will be by the end of the year. 365% more brave. Sign up at getyourbraveon.info and make sure you follow the podcast. So glad you're here. Clear and mechanism. There's two places I go to for life lessons, the Bible and baseball. <laughs> Let me explain. Hey, it's Amanda Carroll, host of the Get Your Brave On podcast. I'm so glad you're here for episode number 50, Clear the Mechanism, Embracing the Year of the Rabbit and How to Ease Anxiety and Worry for Good. This is my favorite strategy to silence fear. I've battled stress and anxiety for years. I realize now I've been suffering from something I named. It's called single mom burnout, or I call it single mom traumatic stress disorder. I failed to take care of myself well during the pandemic. I was focused on homeschooling three kids while also working outside of the home, doing two radio shows a day, handling it all by myself. It was not pretty. Everything in my life suffered. My job, my relationships, and my family. If you're like me, and you're sick of allowing stress and anxiety to consume your life, then would you join me this year in embracing the meaning of the year of the rabbit and rejuvenate your life? If we get a hold of this, this could change everything. I'm depending on it. So in this podcast today, you're going to learn how the meaning of the year of the rabbit applies to you, five ways to rejuvenate your life, and my favorite strategy to instantly silence fear. It's called quiet the mechanism. Together we can do this. So I recently discovered that I have this long-term case of hives. I've been dealing with it for the past month. My doctor says, oh, this is caused by stress. I begged for just a pill or some kind of treatment for my face to take it away. Turns out it's my life that needs to change. It feels like there's a thousand burning hot needles sticking in my face. And I cringe when I first look in the mirror in the morning. I'm barely able to see 
my red blotchy face through these small little slits of my swollen eyes. I'm trying to keep a good attitude. I mean, I'm the get your brave on girl. I admit to you, I'm not proud of the fact that I've been avoiding myself in mirrors. After talking with my doctor about it, she said, I need to reduce my stress and try to find more peace in life. I'm like, good luck. (laughs) I am now a self-employed single mom and I've got three teenagers. (laughs) What? Anyone know of someone that would just like to donate their private island to me for the next month? She didn't think that was funny. Doctors need to get a sense of humor. I know that escaping isn't the answer though. These hives are teaching me a lesson. Anything that tends to make you anxious is a growth opportunity. So I have a great trainer and nutritionist. She's also becoming my really good friend, Sarah Beth. When I told her about what was going on, I was like, listen, I don't even know if I can work out because every time I sweat, my face feels like it's burning. She said, you know what? Maybe your body is trying to tell you something and maybe you need to listen. Medication isn't working. I even tried acupuncture. That's not working. I need to heal myself from the inside. But How do I do this? And Sunday morning, uh, recently I opened up Google for the first time and I noticed their image was a rabbit. You know how it changes every day based on something in history or something going on. I always love finding out the reason. So I dug deep. Why is that this pretty picture of a rabbit? I was clueless until now. It was honoring the celebration of the Chinese Lunar New Year. Each year, you probably know this, different animals are celebrated in the Chinese Zodiac. And this year, 2023 is the year of the rabbit. I did a deep dive into the meaning of that with my cup of coffee and I fell in love. The year of the rabbit is a time to focus on relaxation, quietness, and contemplation. All essential elements for leading a balanced life. So if you're like me and you're looking to de-stress and reduce anxiety and find true inner peace, man, this is our year. I am diving in and focusing, okay, this is going to be my focus this year. I want to embrace the year of the rabbit and focus on relaxation, quietness, and contemplation. Do you want to join me? I don't typically get into this stuff, but why not? This is super positive. I need this. So I found five ways that you and I can reduce stress to find more balance and rejuvenate your life. Now, at first, these things might sound simple or like a yeah, duh, but just listen, listen to me. Give me a couple minutes, give it a shot because there might be one new nugget or one gentle reminder that you're like, yeah, I know I need to be doing this. It'd be good for me to pick up a positive habit to find more peace in your life. Why not try everything? I've got to, because I got to heal these hives. So stick with me for these five things. And then I'm going to give you my ultimate strategy to silence fear when none of these five things seem to be working. It's really helping me. Number one, you know this take time for yourself. Okay. I know you're like, this is impossible. You don't even understand. You know how many times people have told me that. Okay. Here's the secret. I want you to put it in your calendar and schedule it. And then I want you to add a reminder 
for the day before and then the hour before and then 15 minutes before it is time to take care of yourself so you will actually do it this year. It can be hard. I mean, life gets so busy. We all know that. It's extremely important, though, for our mental health and well-being to set aside me time every day or week. I'm giving you permission right now. In fact, I'm telling you to put it in your calendar where you can do something that nourishes your soul. Like every night, instead of watching the news before bed, you're going to read a book, like a chapter at least. Or maybe you're going to take up a new hobby. You've wanted to learn how to knit. I actually do that. It's the one like homemakery thing I do or painting. This can help you relax and recharge so that you can tackle anything that comes your way with ease. This is not selfish. Number two, connect with nature. Like it's winter, Amanda, seriously. Okay. Just, just listen, just, just hear me out on this. Okay. Nature has this amazing ability to restore your energy levels and reduce stress. So it's really important that we take time to connect with nature on a regular basis. Maybe that's your me time. Even if you don't have this beautiful beach or park nearby, and not many of us do, just open up your windows. Let the natural light pour in. One thing I've been doing every single morning is making sure that I just walk outside while my coffee's brewing. I open up the back door and I go into the backyard and I just breathe in this air, even doing that and just saying, okay, I hear the birds can calm you. It's worth a shot. If you have time after dinner, take a walk around the neighborhood. If you're begging to have alone time, there you go. My kids are never going to join me on a walk around the neighborhood. Mom's going on a walk. They're like, yeah, go ahead. There is some time alone. Just by being outdoors, you can become more grounded in yourself. Science says you stay connected with your surroundings better. You know, I've always wanted a garden. I think this spring, in the year of the rabbit of finding peace, I'm going to finally plant my vegetables. I'm going to do it this year. I'm going to beg my boyfriend, Sean, to build me those garden boxes. He's been <laughs> promising me that he'll do Number three, oh, we all know we need to do this. Exercise regularly. Like, what if you did it every day? Just something. And you're like, come on, Amanda. And you don't know my life. Yeah, I do. If I'm a single mom with three kids running a business um, and I can figure out a way to do it, you can too. You're just going to have to go to bed earlier and get up earlier. You know the stats. It's great for reducing stress. It releases endorphins, which elevate your mood naturally without having to take a substance to do it. And it keeps you fit and makes you feel better about yourself. So why not? You don't have to go to the gym, like that walk, that me time, connecting with nature that you hit like all three in one by going on a walk. I set my alarm every single morning at 5 a.m. And I meet my boyfriend, Sean, at the gym and I get my workout in before I start my day. If I don't get it done first thing, it will not get done. I know it sounds awful, but if you do it, you promise yourself for the next five days, you're going to set that alarm and that you're going to get up before anybody in your family gets up, before you need to go to work. I know just, just do it. Give yourself five days in a row. 
and tell me you don't feel better. And if you need help with this and you need someone to keep you accountable, I'm here for you. And, and I will connect you with Sarah Beth, my trainer. She will give you a meal plan, a workout plan. She'll do it all virtual. And she's a beautiful soul that will speak into your life right where you are at. I'll put the link to connect with her in show notes. It's, you know, there's no kickback or anything like that to me. I just want to provide you with a great resource to feel better in the year of the rabbit. Okay. Number four, meditation. You know, I'm doing an episode every week about this on Wednesdays. It's working for me. I'm actually starting to do it multiple times a day. Science has proven it, that it decreases your stress level and improves focus and increases energy levels. Don't give me that stuff about it's weird or it's not Christian. Jesus did it. Okay. Don't even try that. It's really good for anxiety it decreases depression and your makes you feel better. And if you're not sure where to start with medication, that's okay. A meditation that is, there are plenty of free apps out there that can help guide you through the process. I love the abide app. That's a good one. Or follow this podcast, click follow or subscribe every single week. One of my episodes is a brand new faith-based meditation that you can listen to every single day. If you'd like over and over again, and you'll be able to connect with God that way. The fifth way to get rid of stress and anxiety and embrace the year of the rabbit is journaling. Your therapist has probably told you to do this. Why aren't you doing it? Writing down your thoughts and feelings can be incredibly therapeutic and cathartic and helping you manage stress levels and anxiety. Even if it's just jotting down a few notes each night before bed, it can help you gain clarity on what's causing you stress and how to address it head on. Here's what I do. Try this hack. I do this every morning. After the gym, I get up, I go to the gym, come home, shower, and I write down in my journal 10 things I'm grateful for. So the very first thing I'm doing is focusing on how good my life is. I do all of those things before I turn on the news. I have to. Then I write down I am statements, like what God says about me and the things that I'm working towards as if I already am a successful entrepreneur. Then I write down my why. Why am I doing all this stuff? What's my purpose? Then I write down my pathways, like how am I going to accomplish all these things? what is all of this stuff? No worries. If you're not jotting this down, I got you. I actually have it all for you for free. It's this free brave life planner. You can download it. There's a video on how to use it. It's your structured journaling system and scheduling system to help you get your brave on and silence stress and reduce anxiety. I'll put the link to it in my show notes. So just go to getyourbraveon.info. It's right there. So the year of the rabbit is all about slowing down, reflecting on what really matters and reconnecting with yourself on a deeper level. So by taking some time for yourself every day, practicing that mindfulness meditation, connecting with nature, journaling, all of those things that we just talked about, you can create balance in your life. This is the year to focus on it. So why not do one of those things that I mentioned? I'll put the link again to all of these in the show notes. You can just pick one a week to introduce in your life 
one a week to start. Maybe this week is the week you start scheduling time for yourself. Next week you schedule time for yourself and you're getting outside every single day and connecting with nature. Maybe then the next week and three weeks, you could take time for yourself, connect with nature and schedule that exercise every morning at 5 a.m. When you get all those three things down, then add your meditation after that workout. When you get all those four things down in the fifth week, start journaling and get the Get Your Brave on Free Brave Life Planner. One by one, take action. If you're sick of the stress and the pace of your life, then what are you doing about it? I admit to you, I wasn't doing anything about it. And now with these hives, I am forced to, and I'm glad I am to slow down the pace of my life and find peace. Learning how to manage our stress is so important. It's essential for our physical and mental health. And if our physical and mental health is not good, our family's going to suck too. It's going to trickle down to them. And I don't want to do that anymore to my kids. Taking time out of each day for yourself, exercising regularly, practicing that mindful meditation, they're all great ways to reduce that stress that you so badly want to go away. So you got to decide to do something about it. This will improve your overall happiness. As we all know too well, life isn't easy. But these three tips can help make things a lot better. And if all all else fails, don't forget there's always chocolate. (laughs) Okay, but what about when none of those five things are working? What then? You're like, Amanda, come on. Those are obvious. Okay, try this. This is my favorite strategy to instantly silence fear. As I promised, I call this strategy clear the mechanism. There's two places I go for in life. Bible and baseball. In my humble opinion, baseball is God's favorite sport. (laughs) It's a gentleman's game. It's a game of strategy. It's about failing more than winning. And it's about finding a way to go play again. One of my favorite baseball movies of all time is For the Love of the Game. I watched it at least a hundred times. It was released in 1999. Goodness, that was the year I got married. It didn't have huge success at first, but when it comes to baseball movies, it's now a classic up there with the natural in my book. It's about Billy Chappell. He's a fictitious character who is one of the best pitchers of all time. The entire movie is based on what potentially could be the last game of his career. He's facing a plot twist. I might know something about that. His team, the Detroit Tigers, have been sold and he's facing being traded. He can either leave the team, he spent his entire career playing, or he can retire. Meanwhile, even deeper, the love of his life has announced she's leaving him to work in London. Why do plot twists always come in pairs? Lord, I feel like I've got five plot twists going on right now. Billy Chapel hasn't revealed what his decision will be at this game. He's got two major ones, retire and chase after that love of his life or be traded and let her go to London. How his character makes this decision is your strategy too. How do you choose what direction to go when you're facing a plot twist? How do you not cave to anxiety and fear in that moment? clear the mechanism. So here's how it works. Billy Chappell's Kevin Costner, who plays him, by the way, 
So in the movie, he's on the mound pitching. He knows this could be his last game ever. He's the visiting pitcher facing the New York Yankees. He says to his catcher, Today I'm throwing hard, guys. You and me? One more time? Why not? The crowd is brutal. Billy looks left at first, then he looks down at his feet, then looks up at the batter and says out loud while he's on the mound. Clear the mechanism. The crowd is blurred. The chatter goes silent, and it's just Billy and the batter. Nothing else matters. He throws heat, strike one. This is your strategy. When you are facing a challenge in your plot twist, and you don't know which decision to make, instead of calling your mom, your aunt, your best friend, and their dog on your way home from work to get the answers, you silence the mechanism. And you sit quietly. You say, okay, this is just you and me, God. This is just you and your battle. Nothing else matters. Then decide, throw hard. Step one. After my ex-husband left, the kids and I had several options. And everyone in my family gave me their opinions on what they thought I should do. It's a long time ago. My kids were four, two, and eight weeks old. One side wanted me to move back home for a while. Some thought I should just wait it out and see if he would come back around and beg for my forgiveness. He left like in the middle of the night, but no one was telling me to forge my own path except for me. Deep down in my soul, I knew that's what I needed to do. You must listen to that voice in your head urging you to act. I believe that's how God speaks to you. Every day after dropping my son off at his preschool at Vienna Baptist Church in Fairfax County, right out of D.C., I would sit in this old, beautiful sanctuary in silence, sometimes just cry, sometimes pray. It's one of those traditional churches and sanctuaries with actual pews and real stained glass. I love it. A dark wood paneling, wood vaulted ceiling and red carpet felt holy. I felt that I could silence the mechanism in that place and hear God's voice on those hard pews that kind of creaked when you moved. I began to hear God's loving voice beckoning me forward. He'll do the same for you. The beauty of finding your place like this is truly being able to discern the way God communicates to you. It is never one of condemnation, by the way. So that voice that's telling you you're a piece of crap, that's the liar. (laughs) And it's never one of judgment. That one that says you're not good enough, that's lying to you too. God speaks with love. His voice brings peace. Romans 8.1 So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. Overcoming a plot twist in life is going to take some heat. Your decisions need to be strong 
and confident. After all, isn't that what God expects? Remember, it's not an option to live a strong and courageous life. You're here on this podcast looking for a way to be brave and silence fear. This is a decision you got to make. It's a command. I don't think that God wants his followers to take wimpy, cautious, small steps in life. Stop. I feel strongly that he wants us to be confident in his ability and promises that he will do what he says he can do. Just like the pitcher has to trust that his catcher will catch that ball when he throws heat. You must trust that God has your back right now. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, and this is my beautiful wife, Elisa. Hey there. We're hosts of the top-rated marriage podcast, The One Extraordinary Marriage Show. This is the show where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. Each episode, we share what you can do to create the extraordinary marriage you desire. With over 700 episodes, like Information Overload and Sex Pillows and Wedges, there's something for you. Come join us as we talk sex, love, and commitment. Subscribe to The One Extraordinary Marriage Show today, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or on your favorite podcast app. If you have a crowd of haters around you, like Billy Chappell did, doubting your ability and hurling insults, you must learn to silence the mechanism. You will face critics and opposition on this journey to live a more strong and courageous life and get your brave on. You will not be successful if you listen to them. Your choices are only up to you and God. There will be a crowd around you with deafening criticism. The worst voice of all could be your own. This strategy silences that inner fear and those voices. Silence the mechanism. There will be friends and family that don't understand the decisions you're making. It's okay. Silence the mechanism. As long as you feel solid in your relationship with you and God, and you feel called to go one direction, you must follow and you must not lose focus. Keep your eye on the ball, as they say. One of the biggest mistakes you can make as you're redefining your life is to listen to well-meaning advice from a friend instead of following the passion of your heart. You know that moment when someone comes up to you and declares they have a word from the Lord for your life. Well, that's their word based on how they see it. That is no bearing on your future. The only person's opinion about you and where you are going that matters is God's. If that word doesn't confirm what you and God have been talking about, then do not listen. If you and God haven't been that close in a while to have a word about what your next step is, then you must clear the mechanism and get silent with the spirit of God to hear the right word for you. I remember my well-meaning, very kind and loving stepfather, rest his soul. He encouraged me to leave this fickle media business that I've been in and go get a state job because he wanted me to be secure and safe. I see why in his mind he needed to give me that advice. He just wanted me to be okay. But that was about what was good for him, not for me. I knew that that would suck my soul and would destroy my dreams if I did that. It wasn't my passion. 
be careful of listening to advice from well-meaning loved ones. Most of the time they will share what decision will make them most comfortable with you, not what is actually best for you. Silence the mechanism. Criticism can be so crippling. That's the other problem. Don't let it get you off course. The more successful you are becoming while you're rebounding from this plot twist and doing things differently than you've ever done before, the louder the critics will be, especially your own thoughts. If someone gives you a heaping dose of criticism that hurts deep in the pit of your soul, I'm so sorry, but don't listen to them. Silence the mechanism. Ask yourself, would I trust this person based on their personal life and take their advice? No. Then why would you allow them to tell you who you are? All right, let's get back to this movie. So Billy is pitching and the crowd gets worse because he's doing a really good job. To stay in the zone in between innings, he sits by himself by the wall in the dugout. He's stoic, unwavering, and resolute. This is how to become successful when facing a massive change in your life, or massive stress. Once you have found your why, you are choosing your pathways to accomplish it, and you're making drastic actions to change in your life, you must not allow yourself to get derailed because of someone else, or worse, that critical voice in your own head. So someone said something that hurt you. So you feel criticized. You feel massively misunderstood. I'm sorry, but that's okay. They don't know the real you. They aren't facing the same reality that you are. It's really not even their fault. That criticism is typically how they feel about themselves. I once had a boss tell me, well, you just want it all, Amanda. I replied with, yeah, so what's wrong with that? <laughs> it's a long time ago when women didn't get as much respect in the office. Needless to say, I moved on from that place quickly and leveled up. <laughs> I had a coworker recently tell me that my nickname around the office was Demanda because I can be demanding with my high expectations and big dreams. It hurt. It cut deep. But what this person didn't understand is all my hard work and expectations was to win approval from others. It wasn't to push people away. Because of my past abuse and being abandoned, all I wanted was to be respected. I've never been able to allow myself to be mediocre because of that. And I'm okay with that. Not everyone will be okay with how you choose to walk out your new pathways in life. That's okay. Because it's not their life. It took me a month after being called that nasty name at work to silence the mechanism of the thoughts in my head that were starting to believe that mean nickname. I realize it takes time. Just don't give up. It almost made me quit. Sometimes I think I should have. Thankfully, I found it deep within my soul to keep going and even decided to take it as a compliment. Reframe that criticism as a compliment. In my opinion, when most people misunderstand you, you're likely making them think and get closer to achieving something that has never been done before. Sometimes you have to remove yourself from those that want to bring you down 
and get really content with being on your own. Your tribe is critical, but those on the outside that don't believe in you, they need to be silenced. Think like Billy in the corner of the dugout. Just like the crazy crowd at the Yankees game, people will act crazy and not understand you when you're doing something different. Doesn't matter. You get only one trip around the block in life. Not many people get to start over halfway around. Most won't understand it. And that's okay. You do you. This is between you and God. You will want to quit on your get your brave on journey. There will be times that you do, and then you have to try again. It's all part of the ride. Or should I say it's all part of the game. In the movie, while Billy is on the mound, he's reflecting back after each batter at some of the most poignant moments of his career. I love the flashbacks. One piece of advice sticks out loud and clear to handle those that want to come against you. At a previous game, he was reflecting on an error made by the center fielder. The center fielder sprints back to the wall to catch this fly ball, and instead of catching it in his glove, it lands smack dab on his head and bounces over the wall to become a home run, and the fan catches it. Awful! He's humiliated, and after the game, the center fielder and Billy have an encounter in the locker room, and this is what he said. You know, there's a bunch of cameras out there waiting to make a joke out of this. So you can either stop and give them a sound bite and do the dance, or you can hold your head up, walk by, and the next time we're in Boston, we'll go out there and work the wall together. Don't help them make a joke out of you. Clear the mechanism. Stop fighting the battle that you were never meant to go into. Hold your head up high. Keep moving forward. Success is the greatest revenge. That's what happened to Billy Chapel. Spoiler alert. This is what happened during his last game. No hits, no errors, but more importantly, no base runners of any kind. Billy Chapel is looking a possible perfect game right in the eye. How you doing, Ace? Anybody been on base? Nobody. Nobody? This I ain't seen much of. Huh. Me neither. Chappie? I never have. What's the matter? I don't know if I have anything left. Chappie, you just throw whatever you got, whatever's left. The boys are all here for you. We'll back you up, we'll be there. Because Billy, we don't stink right now. We're the best team in baseball right now, right this minute, because of you. You're the reason. We're not going to screw that up. We're going to be awesome for you right now. Just throw. All right? Come on. Come on. You might feel like you have nothing left in you to get through this latest plot twist you're facing. I'm here to tell you you're not alone. 
You have me cheering you on. You have our community of brave babes giving you that little pep talk on the mound that just says, come on, throw hard one last time. This is what happens when you refuse to give up and you choose to get your brave on. You succeed because the only failure is not trying. Billy Chapel pitched a perfect game his last time on that mound. A great ending in the movie. Sometimes the darkest plot twist in your life can be the best thing that's ever happened to you if you play it right. How? You know, just like in the movie, Billy Chapel had a team that had his back. It was making sure they snagged every grounder and made every out so he could get that perfect game when he had nothing left, no strength. Who do you have? You may not, I know you don't have a team of professional athletes that have your back. You have something even better. You have the most powerful force in the universe on your side. Put God into the game. Ask him to lead the charge. Let him help you throw that last pitch, that last effort to go for that dream. Let him fight the battle for you. He's even better than the goat, the greatest of all time. The greatest warrior of all time in your life. That's not my favorite part of the movie, though. It's a good one. It's not even a baseball player that delivers the favorite line in the movie for me. It's his girlfriend, Billy Chapel's girlfriend, played by Kelly Preston. She's a single mom. She said, you know, sometimes life is slamming you down, but it's really giving you a gift. I had a baby when I was 16, she says, and it could have wrecked me, but it didn't. Instead, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. That's why I call my three children my sunshines. Because going through what I've been through, I would have quit if I didn't have them as my why to keep going. Find your why so you don't give up. Clear the mechanism and get your brave on. Thank you so much for your support of the Get Your Brave On podcast. I'd love to connect with you. Call my hotline anytime and let me know how this podcast is impacting your life and how you're silencing fear at 5304-AMANDA. Let's connect on socials and get more strategies to silence fear every day on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Amanda Carroll Show. And if you want to go deeper, join my Patreon. You can get daily motivations and prayers and meditations and live videos. Just go to getyourbraveon.info and sign up to be a member of the Get Your Brave On tribe. Join our Facebook group too. Just search Get Your Brave On. And I'd be honored if you would follow this podcast and subscribe and even leave a review. That helps more women just like you facing a plot twist find more strategies to silence fear. I'll shout you out in the next episode or even send me an email. 
to amanda at amandacarol.org and tell me how God is using this podcast in your life. Like Kim did. She said, I just want to thank you for your podcast. I signed up in July and honestly always deleted your message. (laughs) It's okay. Or sometimes just took a quick glance. But today was different. It was if God was drawing me to really take a look at it. And I did. After downloading the app to get a podcast, I went back and clicked on the prayer. As I stood in my bathroom, brushing my teeth, the words just filled the room with a peacefulness. It came over me and it was like a weight had been lifted. The stress of living with a few disabilities and being on long medical leave from work for over a year and the stress of trying to go back to work with homeschooling two kids, I was keeping it all in. I just wanted to know how much you make a difference. I even shared your podcast with my mom, cousin, and brother, (laughs) even though he's not a lady. He's going through a tough time. I wanted him to hear the prayer. So bless you. Bless you. I am so thankful that God used this in your life. You're my why. I'm honored to hear from you. I'd love to hear from you. Reach out anytime. All the links are in the show notes. And I love the idea of you listening to the episodes while you're brushing your teeth. I actually think it's perfect. Start your day with me. So just make sure you follow the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Get your brave on.